When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Let's go to work alongside Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Thank you for spending some of your time with us today. This has been a banger of a show, as the kids would say. First hour flew by. For those who are unaware, Scouting combine in Indianapolis taking place underway today. Coaches, general managers meeting with the media. All the questions are being asked, specifically about the quarterback position for a variety of organizations. What are the Bears going to do? More on that in a bit. What are the Broncos going to do? What are the Giants going to do? Gabe, we just had Falcons general manager Terry Fontenot on with us. We talked to him about a variety of topics. Now, keep in mind, because Justin Fields currently plays with the Bears, we can't come out right and say, hey, tell us about Justin Fields. Do you like him? He's not allowed to talk about Fields. He's not allowed to talk about players under contract with other teams. So as a result, we have a conversation about the draft and everything else. You're going to hear from Terry Fontenot in just a minute, but Gabe, your overall impressions regarding the Falcons and the future of the organization. Do you think it's an aggressive play in free agency, or do you think maybe they kick the tires on Fields, Cousins, whoever, but ultimately look to make a move in the draft? It seems like to me they want to draft a quarterback. That, that, that's what I walked away. Whether that's being aggressive and trading up into the top three, because that, that's the one position they need to figure out. Their defense had a decent enough year last year. They've got some young talent on the offensive side. They just need to figure out that quarterback position. I mean, he said trade back a lot, which either, to me, to me, it just kind of seems like he's trying to throw us off the scent, right? Of, of potentially who they want, maybe make somebody else think they can come up and get whoever they want at eight. But I got to imagine that they're looking at a quarterback, and whether that not that means being aggressive, I, I can't wait to hear him talk a little bit more as we get closer and closer to the draft. They were a pretty good football team last year. They were a pretty good football team last year. People don't re- don't realize that because they kind of flamed out late in the season, but the quarterback play was well below par, and that's going to hurt everybody. Bijan Robinson. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, that's a pretty explosive offense. They were one of the best red zone defenses in the NFL. They got a great new head coach in there in Raheem Morris. The guy's going to turn him around. And they got a soft division. I don't think Carolina's going to turn it around in one season. Tampa's, soon. Tampa's okay. Tampa's good. I wouldn't say they're great, but they're good. And New Orleans looks like they're in salary cap hell. And with Derek Carr as your quarterback, I don't know how far you're going to go, especially at this stage of his career. So ultimately, there's an opportunity. To me, it makes a ton of sense to draft, to trade up aggressively and get a quarterback. Oh, foreign ball, easier said than done. You got to give up all those picks. Think about it. If Drake London is a wide receiver you hit on, if Kyle Pitts is a tight end you hit on, if Bijan Robinson is a running back you hit on, do you really want to bring in a guy like Justin Fields who you have to make a decision on paying sometime in the near future? Oh, by the way, that's going to run in direct conjunction with some of those other young players I just mentioned when their contracts are up? Or would you rather start with a rookie quarterback now so that when you have to pay London, you're good. You've got the money. 
because your quarterback doesn't cost a lot. And then you got to pay Kyle Pitts, and you're good because you don't. your quarterback's not going to cost a lot. Same thing with Bijan Robinson. Anyway, enough from us. Terry Fontenot, the Falcons general manager, he joined us in the previous segment. He had this to say about their possibilities. We're keeping all the doors open. We're evaluating every possible free agent, um, every possible trade, and we're evaluating the draft as well. And you need to do all those things simultaneous because as you lay out a plan, it's going to affect other areas and things that you're doing. So we're wide open. We're right in the midst of it. And the cool thing is, is there are a lot of really good options uh, available, guys that fit the culture and guys that are, are really talented players. What is the dream scenario for Atlanta this offseason at the quarterback position? What's the scenario that plays out where when it's all said and done, the organization's shaking hands going, it could not have worked out any better? I think identifying whoever your number one quarterback is, who I think is Caleb Williams, and not executing a trade with the Bears for Justin Fields, but executing a trade with the Bears for that number one pick. It's not unrealistic to go from 8-1. to one. We saw a team go from 9-1 to one last year. Yes, it cost quite a bit, especially when Carolina ended up being as bad as they were and they ended up forfeiting the number one overall pick this year. But I think that's what you have to do. I think being aggressive and going up and getting that number one pick, because, again, I go back to Washington's taking a quarterback. New England should take a quarterback. Right now, the only pick I think is for sale or should be potentially is that number one pick by the Chicago Bears if they decide to stick it or stick with Justin Fields. So go up and get that number one pick. Go get that great quarterback to pair with those three great draft picks that you've already made on your offensive side. That's a great landing spot for a rookie quarterback. A great landing spot. Softer division, you play indoors, you've got weapons, you got a new head coach who's highly regarded, offensive coordinator Zach Robinson highly regarded. Like you'd be stepping into a really nice situation and we talk about this all the time on the show. This is how you build, right? General manager goes out, hires the coach, GM and coach work together to bring in the quarterback. You are organizationally aligned at that point. The quarterback, he's invested in the success of the coach and the GM. The GM is invested in the success of the coach and the quarterback. Everyone's on the same page. Everyone is, and this is the operative phrase, rowing together. You're all moving in the same direction as an organization. One guy's not pulling in a different direction because he didn't necessarily draft that quarterback. So if that quarterback plays well, he's not going to get his credit. He wants to get his own guy in there. It can get messy when egos get involved. Now, the Falcons have their decisions to make. And some of that could hinge upon the decisions made by the Chicago Bears. General Manager Ryan Poles met with the media today and we was asked a series of questions, one of which was in regards to a timeline on a potential trade for quarterback Justin Fields. Take a listen. If we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move. Um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. We've been under the belief for a while that if Fields is going to be on the move, the market's going to be rather robust, right? He's a younger quarterback. He's shown some interesting flashes, appears to have some upside, very athletic, and of course he plays the most important position in all of sports. Is it possible we've overestimated this? Is the market perhaps not as robust? Because if Atlanta turns out to be very set on drafting a quarterback, that's one of the top two teams listed in the Justin Fields sweepstakes. It comes down to then, 
if let's say the Bears decide, hey, we're going to keep this number one pick, we're going to take Caleb Williams, and and now Atlanta can't trade into that top three and be aggressive. It comes down to J.J. McCarthy, does it not? How do you feel about J.J. McCarthy if you are the Atlanta Falcons? Because that's going to be the next best quarterback. And if, you're, if you feel really good about him, then, then that market for Fields starts to dry up. That, field for, that, that market for Fields is what? Pittsburgh and D- Denver, I get, maybe. But Denver's at 12. Maybe they feel something good about Bo Nix or Michael Penix. Who knows? It's an interesting situation where... It really could just be one team because of where they are at in the draft and the Pittsburgh Steelers that might be willing to take that flyer on Justin Fields. I mean, you, you've got to figure, <laughs> if the Bears, just think of it like this, if the Bears aren't sold on Fields and they've had him in the building for three years, how many other teams are going to be overly excited about the prospect of bringing him in? There, there's stuff he's shown that is impressive, no doubt. But the completion percentage is a bit of a concern. The ability to quickly process information is a bit of a concern. The injuries are a bit of a concern. There's a lot there. And you're not getting him in year one. You're getting him in year four, which gives you time. Yes, because he's a first-round pick and you'd have the fifth-year option and then a potential franchise tag, but you don't get nearly the amount of time or nearly the amount of health you'd be getting from a rookie quarterback. And when you have a quarterback class like this where people are telling you flat out, Williams, May, and Daniels can all play, and J.J. McCarthy's gaining a lot of steam out of Michigan, and Bo Nix looks like he could be a first-rounder. That's five. I don't know the last time we had five in the first round. Could have been last year. No idea. Completely forget. (laughs) Once you start having kids, your long-term memory is absolutely shot. But five quarterbacks in the first round is a lot, and quarterbacks on rookie first-round contracts are the best quarterbacks to have given how cost-effective that price is. That's how you go and you build a Super Bowl contender. That's how the Chiefs build a Super Bowl contender. They had Patrick Mahomes on that rookie deal while they were taking care of everything else. Yeah, it's... The more and more, again, I think about our conversation that we just had with Terry Fontenot, and I'm, I'm willing to bet the more I hear him talk... Oh, here we go. A gambling only, man. I'm, I'm working with a gambling man today. The only thing that makes sense for Fields is Pittsburgh. Because Pittsburgh, we know, like they've never had a losing season with that head coach. Tomlin's never had a losing season. Tomlin's not going to have that team inside the top 10 to take one of those best quarterbacks. So they have to find a way to, to, to try to improve that position by taking flyers on guys. Taking a flyer on Justin Fields makes all the sense in the world for Pittsburgh. Taking a flyer on Justin Fields doesn't make as much sense as maybe I thought it did yesterday. When you're sitting there at number 8, and if you really like J.J. McCarthy, your quarterback clock starts at year one instead of having to start at year four. And and you're seeing that in terms of, I think that's why it makes sense for Chicago to draft a quarterback, because at the very least, now you reset your quarterback clock. The Packers find themselves in an interesting spot because, well, their quarterback clock of having a quarterback on a cheap deal, really realistically one year, because they're going to give Jordan Love a bunch of money. Do you really want to be in that spot where you don't have the benefit of having a cheap quarterback? Reset your quarterback clock if you can, if you're unsure of what you have at QB1. You mentioned the fact that Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. That's talked about so much the last two years. Talked about so much. Every show I appear on mentions that. Um, I wonder if a small piece of Mike Tomlin wants to have a losing season just so everyone shuts up about that. Do you think there's a small sure. piece of Tomlin that's like, you know what, I want to go 8-9 and nine this year, so we've had enough of this conversation. I don't want to hear about this anymore. Well, I mean, if you're going to go 8-9, and nine, just, you know, <laughs> go go 4-13 and go four and 13 so you can get in the top yeah. 10 and maybe get one of these quarterbacks go that's all been the holding way, you, you know. 
<laughs> just get all the way to the top 10 because then that way you can draft a quarterback because that's really what's been holding you back is positionally the, the play at that at, uh, at QB in Pittsburgh. If you are going to lose, you better lose better than anyone else, Mike Tomlin. <laughs> Tell you what. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fortenball. LeBron James, a bit annoyed. This is a fascinating story about all the attention his son has been getting. You got to wonder, though, how much of that is actually on him. We'll discuss that next. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fortenball. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. definition of a superstar. Great players are great in their own right. Superstars make the people around them great as well. And that's what LeBron does. Goes ahead to Caruso. Lays it up off the window. Alley-oop two-hand dunk by the King. Big night coming up in the association. The Mavericks are at the Cavaliers tonight. Warriors taking on the Wizards. Handman. I might have a pizza money in that game. Let's file that one away for the people to give that out in a little bit because I like that prop quite a bit. Celtics hosting the Philadelphia 76ers. Knicks hosting the Pelicans in a big game. That could be a pizza money play as well. Bucks host the Hornets. Probably already know how that one's going to turn out. Gabe Neitzel in for uh, Chris Carlin today. I'm Joe Fortenball. Carlin versus Joe ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. We appreciate your time. Let's get to this. LeBron James tweeting about a mock draft. Interesting, because a lot of people have taken exception to this. So Jonathan Gavoni has a 2025 NBA mock draft up. Not 2024, which would be this upcoming season, or this upcoming mock draft. 2025, next year's draft. 
Now, this is of note because LeBron James' son, Bronny, is currently playing at USC, and previously he had been in Gavoni's 2024 mock draft. He was taken out of that mock, and he was put in the 2025 mock draft. What does that tell us? Gavoni is essentially under the assumption, like some people might be, that Bronny is not coming out after one year at USC, that he's going to go back, play another year, and then enter the NBA draft. So what Gavoni did was he put Bronny, number 39 overall, which is the second round, to the Portland Trailblazers in his 2025 mock draft. LeBron apparently saw this and tweeted, but then deleted the tweet, tweeted the following, quote, Can y'all please let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? The work and results will ultimately do the talking no matter what he decides to do. If y'all don't know, he doesn't care what a mock draft says. He just works. Earned, not given. That's LeBron James. The tweet he had up that he has now since deleted regarding Jonathan Gavoni's mock draft, having Bronny going 39 overall to the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Gabe, I'm just going to set the floor like this. Uh, it's open. Your thoughts on this entire situation? I mean, he, he's he's looking around going, hey, everybody, just let him be a kid. I don't know if anybody would have really brought any attention to this if LeBron himself didn't send out that tweet because A, it's a 2025 mock draft, and clearly some people are going to, oh, let's see what's going on here. But also, like, Bronny had a pretty serious health scare at the beginning of the season. I guess I was just going to be under the impression of, okay, if he plays this year, it's going to be kind of the way it is right now. They're slowly working him back in. He's not starting every single game for USC. He's started a handful of games for them. If he ends up going to the NBA, my guess is, my my assumption after the health scare was, okay, it'll have to wait until after he's a sophomore. And he's completed his sophomore year at USC. Nobody would be paying attention to this and where Bronny went unless you tweeted this, LeBron. You're the one who's calling the attention to this specific situation, which is par for the course for LeBron when it comes to Bronny. He's the one who's constantly calling attention to Bronny James. I did not know this mock draft existed, and that's not meant as disrespect towards Jonathan Gavoni. He does tremendous work. I followed his work for a while. Tremendous work. But this is a 2025 NBA mock draft. As a father of two young boys, seven and five, I do a radio show here. I do a TV show here. I don't have the time for 2025 NBA mock drafts right now. I'm going to be completely clear. It's not on my schedule at the moment. Again, not knocking the work, but I'm not necessarily paying attention to that right it's now. Not necessarily for you. Right. Other people are checking it out, just not you. That bridge is a long way away from me, and I will eventually get to it, and I will bet on the 2025 NBA draft. Don't worry about it. But <laughs> I, right. I was concerned. I can't bet on it right now. There's not a whole lot I can do with it, so I'm just turning my attention to things like UFC 299, which is next week in Miami. Point being, I completely agree with what he's saying. Let the kid be a kid. I think we have a huge problem with that. I, um, When I was in Las Vegas before we moved here to Connecticut, um, my oldest is seven now. The last few years he's been playing sports. He's been playing soccer. He's been playing a few other sports out there. The youngest was playing t-ball. It's interesting to see how serious parents take some of this very Oof. early on. 
very early on. The conversations already around like scholarships, which sports are the best pads out west. They talk about sports like lacrosse. Here in the Northeast, lacrosse is obviously very popular. Out west, it's starting to become popular. So there might be more of an opportunity there to join a team and be a starter. And one thing you notice is kids are playing multiple sports all year long. Like they might play soccer all year long, and then they might also incorporate football. And it's like, well, if I miss the soccer practice on Wednesday, no big deal because I have the football practice and I'm trying to do both like it's 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 a it's crazy to me i understand why people are doing it it's just crazy to me let the kids be kids i completely under, under understand that sentiment i agree with that sentiment from lebron james the the issue for him that's never really going to be the case for his kids because of him yep. he's lebron james like he's one of the most recognized people on the planet and when your son your oldest son follows in your footsteps we're interested in a good way most of us in a good way. We don't want to knock the kid. Like, I'd love to see Bronny play in the NBA. And when LeBron talks about playing with him one day in the NBA, and we are always talking about the future of LeBron, aren't we naturally going to connect those dots? We're going to yeah. see these mock drafts. We're going to talk about it because he's the one that told us about it. How the hell would I think his dream is to play with his son had he not ever told me it on a public platform multiple times? And that's part of the issue, is LeBron is the one who's constantly calling attention to it. Whereas you take a look at, um, and I know this happened over the past weekend, but with Tiger Woods. So he's got a son, Charlie Woods. A lot of people aren't interested in what Charlie does. Hell because, yeah. You know, he's, he's Tiger's kid. He's trying to play golf. And it got a little extreme this past weekend. But Tiger's, so he tried, for those who don't know, he tried to do a pre-qualifier for the PGA Tour, Tour tournament this week, ended up shooting an 86. But, like, there aren't rope lines for these tournaments, right? Like, if you go to a regular PGA Tour event. So you had some people, like, wandering out to the fairway trying to get Charlie to sign a copy of his dad's book, uh, How I Play Golf. Normal. You had one grandmother normal. who pulled her granddaughter out of school in hopes that Charlie would recognize her. So just crazy people stuff happening down at this brief thing. But the thing that Tiger does, like Tiger's very rarely calling attention to Charlie. Now he's made it obvious he wants to play golf with Charlie at the December events where fathers get to play with sons, dads playing with daughters, daughters you know, mothers playing with their sons at that event that happens in Florida every yeah. December. But he's not talking about, oh, I think Charlie's going to be a great PGA Tour player someday, the way that LeBron has tweeted out previously about how Bronny's better than some of the guys he's been watching on League Pass. So LeBron brings some of this scrutiny onto Bronny himself, which makes it kind of a messy issue as well. Because, again, 100%, let these kids be kids as much as they can because it's tough when you try to follow in your dad's footsteps and he's one of the best to ever do it, whether we're talking about Tiger, whether we're talking about LeBron. So there's a level of scrutiny that already comes with it. Don't add to it by having the expectation of, oh, Bronny's going to be in the league someday and I'm going to play with him. Oh, Bronny's already better than some guys I've seen on League Pass. It's It's got to be tough. And then you say that and people are like, you got to be kidding me. They're rich. They're millionaires. It's not so tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's they don't have money problems. Okay? They don't have money problems. That doesn't mean they have no problems. One of the best lines I ever heard is this idea that money can't solve all your problems. No, money can solve your money problems, but that's where that ends. Money doesn't solve the other problems. It solves the money problems. And then there's the other stuff, and you got to figure out how to solve that on your own. So, yeah. For those who are going to be quick to say, oh, it's not so bad. Yeah, they don't have money problems. But, you know, it's not easy being in the shadow of your father, right? Like your father's trying to chase Jordan. You're trying to chase him. Those are two 
somewhat similar things in terms of how complex they are and what they probably do to your psyche from time to time. Carlin versus Joe presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. We'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. The NFL Combine is in full swing in Indianapolis. We've got the latest on Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, and now Dak Prescott. You're going to hear all about that after I tell you about this from our friends at Indeed. Because now is the perfect time to gear up and connect to quality candidates. And there's no better way to do that than through Indeed. The hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in the same place. Their interview tool helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right from your employer dashboard. Nix the hassle. Start hiring at Indeed.com slash credit. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Bears holding the number one pick, trying to figure out their future at quarterback. Draft Caleb Williams or keep current starter Justin Fields. They have given thought to the idea, hey, let's just draft the guy at one, have Justin Fields here, and then they can work it from there. But that's certainly a scenario that they have discussed, and I would imagine might discuss again here in the coming weeks. This is 100% what they should do. Allow Caleb Williams to develop, see what the game really is. How good can he be? How good can Fields be? Justin Fields and Caleb Williams are not the same. great to have you with us today thank you for spending some of your time with the show it is greatly appreciated alongside Gabe Neitzel my name is Joe Fortenball this is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN radio and we are presented by Progressive Insurance for more on all the wheelings and dealings that are happening behind the scenes in Indianapolis at this year's scouting combine we turn to NFL insider extraordinaire Dan Graziano kind enough to spend some time with us today Dan we always appreciate it let's begin at the top of the draft Bears quarterback or I should say Bears general manager Ryan Poles said earlier today that he quote wants to do right by Justin Fields when it comes to possibly dealing him what do you think do right by Justin Fields actually means 
Well, I think he explained it. He, he meant, you know, get it done before free agency starts. So you don't want to be in a position where, you know, field market is limited. You also, like, free agency starts in the middle of March. Like, teams that have new head coaches can start their off-season programs April 1st. So you want him to be able, if he's going to be on a new team, you want him to be able to get there for the start of the off-season program. So I, I think that's what he means. He doesn't want to drag it out to draft day and, and make, you know, Justin wonder where he's going to be if they've already decided to move on. So if they decide to move on from Fields, is there a guarantee that there's going to be a robust trade market for Justin Fields? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, look, I, I wouldn't say guarantee, but I think there will be a, a market. Like, you know, that's the other thing. Like, Poles knows that or, or will by the end of this week, right? So that's, that's a, a big part of what he's doing in Indianapolis, Um is assessing what he could get in return if he wants to trade Justin Fields, if he wants to trade the number one pick, you know, that kind of stuff, and then make a decision about what to do. So uh, I think, I mean, there's enough teams out there that need quarterback. Uh, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, New England, Denver, Las Vegas. I mean, like, you know, there's all kinds of teams. So I I would think that there would be somebody that would be willing to give up whatever, a second-round pick, um, to take a chance on Fields, who's shown something at the NFL level and, and, you know, certainly been – a more effective starter the last couple of years than than uh, than some others we've seen. ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano joining us here. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Cowboys executive vice president Stephen Jones said they would like to get an extension done with Dak Prescott, but it takes two to tango, and Dak has quite a bit of leverage as they can't use the franchise tag on him this year. What's Dak's motivation to sign a new deal? How do you see this process playing out? Well, I mean, Dak's motivation to sign a new deal would be to, to, you know, to make a ton of money, right? Like, that's the yeah, – but I don't know why he would do it now. That's the thing. The leverage he has that they can't franchise him, he's got no trade clause, his cap number's $59.5 million, so they're desperate to do an extension to knock that down as much as possible. So he doesn't have to take a deal he doesn't like, and, and his worst-case scenario is playing it out and hitting the free agent market next year, which is, you know, kind of a dream. So – I think his only motivation to do a deal would be if they put one in front of them, one in front of them, excuse me, that he absolutely couldn't refuse. Um, and, uh, you know, to this point they haven't, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not entirely sure they will. I guess the, the other is if, if they were able to convince him, like, look, we need to be able to keep the team strong around you, so it's important we do this extension now so we can create cap space this year and next year. To be, you know, if he buys into all that, and that would be some motivation to do a deal. But given the way it went between Dak and the Cowboys the last time he was up for an extension, I, I don't know that we should expect this to be a smooth and easy process. Broncos seem to be done with Russell Wilson based on really their actions going back to the regular season and, and really what Sean Payton said today in Indianapolis. Uh, what's the market going to be like for him? And is there any possibility him saying that he wants to win two of the next five Super Bowls impacts what his market could be? Oh, no, I don't think anything he said on the podcast is going to impact his market. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I was on NFL Live yesterday, Mina Khan said, I think the only way he wins two out of the next five Super Bowls is to go to Kansas City to back up Patrick Mahomes. I thought that was funny. <laughs> uh, but um, in terms of the market for him, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I could see a team taking a shot. It's going to be cheap. He's getting $39 million from the Broncos no matter what, so you'll be able to sign him for the minimum salary. Um 
and he's certainly more than confident. I mean, for 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 a million dollars or one point two, whatever it'll be, um, you know, he would be a bargain even if he played the way he played this past year, which wasn't great, but certainly again confident. Um, but what is he going to want to do, right? Like, is he going to want to go to a place where he could end up getting benched for two games left in the season, like he was this past year? Like, like he he's going to be thirty six. He's made. $300 million, like, he's won a Super Bowl. Like, I, I just, I, I would think that the situation has to be right for him. I don't think he's just going to take any old thing. So, I think the answer to the question of what's the market for Russell Wilson is, is a mystery right now, and, and I'm, I'm eager to see what the answer turns out to be. Because at this point in his career, you know, I'm not sure he's going to be sort of universally appealing. ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano with us. Graz, one more for you. Adam Schefter reported yesterday Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, all unlikely to be hit with the franchise tag. When it comes to Saquon Barkley, what do you think the market's going to look like for the Giants running back? A desert. Um, like they, the running back market last year was a disaster, and it led to you know, holdouts and Zoom calls and all kinds of hand-wringing about the state of the position and why won't anybody pay these guys. All the factors that, that led to that are still present. And now, based on Adam's reporting, you're flooding the market with big-name guys, right? Like, like more, more supply, less demand. That's going to reduce prices. That's basic economics. So um, I think... You know, part of Adam's report is that the Giants intend to talk to Saquon about a long-term deal. I, I think I would, if I were him, I'd, I'd listen. I, I don't know that he's going to find what he's looking for in the open market. Now, guys, look, this week in Indy, even though they're not supposed to uh, have conversations like this till mid-March, miraculously teams and agents come out of Indy uh, with some idea of what the market's going to be for players. I don't know how it happens. It's magic. Uh, but um, <laughs> so I think by the end of the week, Saquon and his agents will have some sense of you know, what he might be able to get on the market. And then when the Giants do make him an offer, they'll, they'll know how that compares to what he might be able to get elsewhere. So, um, uh, yeah, we'll have some answers. But, man, I, look, I think it's possible. Like, somebody could look at Saquon Barkley and say, he, he's the back we need, let's pay him. Uh, or Derek Henry or somebody like that. But I, I, I think it's going to be tough for these guys to get paid. I think they're going to have to do short-term deals and, and, and load up on incentives. Great stuff as always, Graz. We appreciate the time. Thank you very much. My pleasure, gentlemen. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider. The Cowboys want to sign Dak Prescott to an extension, but do you think Dak should want to sign a long-term deal in Dallas? Shoes on the other foot. As they say, ain't no fun when the rabbits got the gun. That's next. He's Gabe Knight, so I'm Joe Fortinball. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, including on TuneIn. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Stats are deserving of him being at least top 10. We all believe in Dak Prescott. Touchdown, Dak Prescott! The thing that impressed me most about Prescott was his leadership. I just want to be great. That's what I do each and every day to take another step to being that. Fantastic day for Sports Talk Radio as coaches and general managers all around the National Football League are convening in Indianapolis for the 2024 Scouting Combine. These coaches, these general managers, they're meeting with the media today. So we are having questions asked and we are being given answers on all the big topics around the NFL. What are the Falcons going to do at eight? What are the Bears going to do at one? What are the Bears going to do with Justin Fields? Could the Giants trade up into the top three? What's Sean Payton thinking in Denver regarding his quarterback situation? And on and on down the list. Our cup overfloweth with content and we appreciate you all being along for the ride. Alongside Gabe Neitzel, I'm Joe Fortenball. We are Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Stephen Jones, son of Jerry Jones, Dallas Cowboys, meeting with the media today regarding the timeline on Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons, all those deals that the Cowboys have to figure out in the future. We won't be expounding on those type of things with our negotiation. I mean, that's obviously something, you know, as we move forward hopefully we'll continue to uh, make progress and communicate but it's not going to be something sorry to tell you guys but we're not going to be given reports on how things are going can you do the things you want to do in free agency with his cap number at 59 and a half well we got ways to adjust his cap number for this year so we are you know obviously between Dak and between Micah and CD it's you know the salary cap's real for us you know in a situation where we want to you know do deals with all three of them so do you get to do everything you want to do with the salary cap? I don't think any team does. But we're certainly going to be able to go out and go to work and, and get the things done that we feel like we need to get done to be successful. Do you want to do those deals this offseason? Like I said, won't expound on any details, timing, amounts, anything. No, no like not timing, but you said you want to do deals around three of them. This I'm not going to say when. Organized as always. Organized as always. That interview could have gone a lot smoother, but like usual, Cowboys leaving doors and windows wide open for follow-ups, and then the Anthers, I'm I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it. Uh, You're already into it. That's why people are asking you questions. You're already into it. You're already talking about it. They'd like more information. You don't want to give them more information. And on and on goes the cycle of the Dallas Cowboys thinking they're contenders, and then every year showing you they're not contenders. Gabe Neitzel. 
Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, $59 million is the cap number. If you go into the season with Dak Prescott on a $59 million cap number, it means he doesn't have a new deal, which means he's a free agent at the end of the season unless you get something done. It also means you're not going to have a lot of flexibility to do deals for Micah Parsons and CeeDee Lamb who are coming up. It jams up your ability to compete at a high level deep into the postseason. So what do you think they end up doing here? I think they end up getting the deal done because they have to. They don't have any other option. And for all the shortcomings that Dak has, certainly once you hit the postseason, he struggled in the playoffs. But he's been a really good regular season quarterback. And when you find yourself in that position that the Cowboys are in, it's too much of a risk to just let him walk out the door. What what better options are going to present themselves to you? It's going to be a long time before you find yourself in a position to draft somebody who might be as good as Dak Prescott. I understand he was a fourth round pick, and they got you know for, they were fortunate that he fell to that position, and then he became as good as he is. That is the exception to the rule. If you want a good quarterback, chances are it's got to be in the first or second round. And yeah, if if you end up letting him walk at the end of the season. Chances are, with him and McCarthy and all the pieces that they have, they're going to be a playoff team again. You're not going to be in a position to take one of those quarterbacks who's ready to replace him. And then what do you do? Now you're absolutely stuck. You have no other option. You laid out everything else. Because you have to lower that $59 million cap hit in order to set up everything else that you want to do, whether that's bring in outside free agents, whether that's come up with contracts to sign your own guys who deserve those contracts in C.D. Lamb and Micah Parsons, this is the first domino to fall. Ultimately, they're going to get a job done. They're going to get this deal done because they have no other option unless they want to blow everything else up with this with this franchise. If I'm Prescott and I've said this before, I'm asking for a fully guaranteed deal. And that's it. That's it. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to say five years. Let's start at five years, $250 million. That's $50 million per year over the next five years. And I want it fully guaranteed. I know Lamar Jackson tried for it and didn't get it. I don't care. That's what I want. And Dallas will say, well, you know, uh, we've got that, of course, because I'm Jerry Jones. I've got all the money in the world, which is fantastic. But we can't give you that and remain competitive. And I'd say, you know what? I don't care about that. That's your problem. This is what I want. And I've run this by Graziano. I've run this by a lot of people before. And they're like, well, we don't see Dak going for that. You know, it's, it's probably unlikely it happens. And they're right. They're right. It's probably unlikely it happens. But you know what? Dak's sitting here with a lottery ticket. You're right. What, how many better options are out there? So many people can always be quick to say, Matthew Stafford's not a franchise quarterback for the Lions. He's not a franchise quarterback. Okay, fine. They'll move on from Stafford. Who else is there? You're going to move on from Prescott? Who else is there? Who's there that you can get that will be better than Dak Prescott? Is he perfect? No. But we have this disastrous way of looking at things in the NFL where we compare everybody at the quarterback position to Patrick Mahomes. And if you're not Patrick Mahomes, you're not good enough. Josh Allen, pfft. That dude's flawed. Lamar Jackson, can't win in the postseason. Justin Herbert, overrated. Yeah, these guys are flawed because you're comparing them to Superman. You're comparing them to a guy who when we converse about him, we talk about whether or not he's already passed Brady as the greatest of all time. <laughs> like, it's the outlier. Those guys don't come around every season. So take him out of the equation and then start trying to figure out who you can work with. Prescott's a pretty solid quarterback. Don't be mad that you screwed up the deal. You created a situation where he was going to have an untenable cap number this season. You created a situation in the contract in which you can't franchise tag him. You gave him that out. So now you're sitting here and you either have to let him play it out 
and then he can just go hit free agency and that's the end of that, or you got to restructure with him. And if you're going to restructure, he holds all the cards. And I know people find this to be ridiculous, but if I'm Dak, so what? I worked my way into the most advantageous position a quarterback's been in in the NFL in a long time. I'm playing all my cards, and I'm going for it. Because at every single turn, guys like Steven Jones are out there talking like that. Talk all you want. When it comes to action, I want the fully guaranteed deal, or I'll play this year out at $59 million, and then I'll hit free agency, and I'll get a boatload of money elsewhere. I like the idea of the fully guaranteed deal. Because, and maybe it, no, another team wouldn't give you five years, but maybe they'd entertain four years and sure. $200 million, you know, fully guaranteed. Because the last time a quarterback who was really, I mean, other than Tom Brady, which was a, a, a different circumstance, but really the last time that a quarterback in the ballpark of Dak Prescott hit the free agent market, he got a fully guaranteed deal. Granted, it was a three-year deal from Minnesota, but that's what happened with Kirk Cousins. That was like Somebody ninety gave him million fully, dollars too. Yes, thirty yeah. million a year back then was a really strong number. Yeah, it was a big number. It almost it, it it was resetting the quarterback market because it was a fully guaranteed deal. If Dak Prescott, who I believe is better than Kirk Cousins was when he left Washington to go to Minnesota, if Dak Prescott hits the free agent market, what are teams going to do? Like we already saw one team get desperate and give up a bunch of draft picks to give Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed contract because they were desperate. You're telling me that there's not a, another desperate franchise out there that wouldn't have to give up the draft capital and they wouldn't give a fully guaranteed contract to Dak Prescott? Of course they would. They're desperate for quarterback play. They're desperate for somebody even like Dak Prescott, who's not a top number one, two, three guy, but is still one of the top ten quarterbacks in this league. Fully guaranteed for Dak. He's got all the leverage here. He's in such a great spot. He is in such a great spot. He's done so much with his career that if he had free agency, you just need two bidders, essentially. Two. Mm -hmm. And you can drive the price up. You don't think there's going to be two teams interested in his services? Look at what happened to the Jets when Rodgers got hurt last year. Irrelevant. From a football perspective, from a cultural clown car perspective, very relevant. We talked about them all the time. Top of the list. Yeah, from a circus perspective, they were great. Like, there weren't many circuses I was willing to talk about before the Jets. But in terms of winning games on the field, no one cared. They were irrelevant. Patriots, quarterback position, unsettled, irrelevant. Giants, Commanders, Falcons, Panthers trying to bring along a rookie. Team's an absolute disaster. Everywhere you look, if you don't have a quarterback, you can't win. Prescott can at least help you win, right? This is the time to push your chips into the center. And if you're the Cowboys, you have no one to blame but yourself for being in this situation. Worst case for Dak, $59 million for one season, and then you go test free agency? I don't think that's a bad deal. And I would try to get every last dollar out of Dallas because every time things go south, it ends up on your plate. You're the quarterback. You take all the bad. But the good news with that, you get all the good as well, Gabe. Yeah, and that's creating your own leverage is how you get that fully guaranteed deal. It's what Kirk Cousins did. He was willing to wait out the two franchise tags to hit free agency. You don't even have to do that if you're Dak because you already negotiated that in the previous deal. Everybody's waiting to see what the Chicago Bears are going to do with that top pick. They did give us a bit of a timeline for their decision. You're going to hear it next. Carlin versus Joe with Gabe Neitzel and Joe Fortenball here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 